Well, folks, let's gather them all up. Kin folks, in-laws, all your friends. It's time for Jamming and Join with JR again, and we're glad you're joining us. Welcome, folks. I'm J.R. Smith, your host for Jamming and Join with J.R. We've got a real harmonizer with us today, harmonica player par excellence, Todd Elrod. But first, let's see who we can blame this show on today. Welcome, folks. Uh, we have with us today uh, Mr. Todd Elrod. Glad to have you in. And for folks in the area or that are familiar with an area group that's been around for quite a while, if you want a visual, you've seen him playing harmonica with the doodling hogwallops. Now then, Todd, we've had other people tell us where that name came from. You want to give us your version of where the name the doodling hogwallops originated? Why, sure. How I remember it, I believe we were in college living in a shack in the alley in between 1st and 2nd, Ross and Lockhart. There's a little shack there, and we were playing music, and our other band had broken up, the Impotent Horny Toads, <laughs> and... Uh, can't yeah. imagine that. It, it, that was a well, winning name. I mean, the bass player, he just smelt so bad we had to let him go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but we we were going around nameless there for a while, playing all those open mic nights down at La Kiva back in the old days. And finally one day we watched Old Brother Rarthal for about a month solid, and there was that great line where they're eating that rancid mule, and they say, never trust a hog wallop. Well, I was doodling around on some paper and listening to everybody play music, and I just said, well, how about the doodling hog wallops? And looked, asked Neil about it. He said, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. And then that's how that's how I remember it. Neil, pretty easy to get along with, isn't it? Yeah, he's pretty agreeable on things. Agreeable on things. Well, I, I don't think he told the same story, but I'm not sure he remembered <laughs> all the original anyway. Oh, goodness. How long has the core group been together? Uh, I'd say Neil and I have been playing together probably since 2003 over on Lockhart Street when we were in college. And then Chris lived above Neil, and I was a few houses down, so Chris was always playing music for Soul Ross and all those professional bands, getting his education up there, and we were still on the porch. Okay. Well, this program's about music, so let's hear a song from you. Sure. Uh, I'll do a little harmonica ditty just messing around right now. Just kind of just playing around some stuff. So. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. Alrighty. And this group, the Doodling Hogwallops, uh, that harmonica fits in there with most everything I've heard them do. Uh, do you get together and do a little songwriting and improvising with that? Uh, every once in a while, now that we've got all our main sets, we don't really practice too much, except for when we're getting together or got something going on major. 
But no, not really. Just kind of been playing so long together. It's all just kind of we know how we got our styles down, I guess. Okay, and now when you say uh, we, you're talking about specifically more often than not four to five fellows, and and who makes up that total group? Yes, sir. Usually it's it's Neil and Chris and I on all the main things, and we'll bring in Robert and. Dr. John Ray on banjo and Robert on drums. And Robert's been playing with us for a few years now, off and on when he can get away from the newspaper. And Dr. John's been playing with us since he moved to town and when he can get, get away from delivering babies. So, But it's Neil, Chris, myself, and then Dr. John and Robert. Robert. Robert from Marfa and everybody else is here. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Tell us about all the different venues you have played in this Big Ben area. Oh, wow. I mean. Some of them don't exist anymore, probably. Yeah, there's a lot down south that have changed names and venues and owners and played pretty much everywhere from Presidio to to uh, Fort Davis, Marfa, Valentine. I mean, we've been all over the Big Bend area out for all these years getting to play private parties and gigs at the Blues or at the Crystal or down at Harry's or the local hotels that have restaurants. We get to go there every once in a while, too, in the surrounding area. So, Okay, way, way back, when did music first get in your mind, in your head? Oh, shoot. I was raised under dance hall tables and out on the weekends around new Braunfels and green hall and all the family weddings and the whole town showed up and there was a live band every every weekend and we always had to go somewhere and i ended up sleeping under all those dance hall tables <laughs> under pool tables and the likes okay yep. well when did you start with the harmonica though uh, i broke my leg my second year in college when we were still ignorant and macho and had to wrestle when we were a little intoxicated uh-huh and uh ran over to the marathon motel in marathon and my buddy knew the band from del rio so we crashed the the party and then he ended up breaking my leg that night because we were wrestling and a light rain came down and he felt real bad about it so he asked me what he could do if i didn't sue him and <laughs> i said get me a harmonica and how to play harmonica book and so i started okay. started that way started with a book yes sir okay and does anyone actually teach harmonica lessons anywhere have you uh, ever heard of that not not around here but i'm sure there's people out there that do well a majority of the musicians and i i can't think of but one that i've had on all these shows that actually took any formal training and you too uh with a book taught yourself yes sir. and uh i see you've got quite an arsenal of harmonicas there uh i see six different harmonicas can you tell me what the differences are and why you need more than one harmonica? Sure, I had to find this out the hard way. But, um, yeah, at those harmonicas, these are diatonic harmonicas, so they're all set in a single key, which when you blow, you have one key, and then when you draw in, you have another key. So, say we're playing a song in A, I'll pick up the D harmonica to get that bluesy harmonica feel. And if we're doing more of a country song, I'll just blow and get more of that country sound. And if the song changes keys several times in there, you do a sleight of hand 
uh, every real once quick. in a while, or I just stay quiet till we come back into the key. <laughs> just get just back wait, there, boy. Wait <laughs> my turn. Wait till your turn. Okay. All righty. Well, tell you what, let's do another song for these folks. Sure. The one of the first songs that I learned, I think, in that harmonica book, "Oh, When the Saints Go Marching In." should be familiar with that now I said there's six harmonicas lying there on his case and to me uh, I don't know if you even call me a layman in this respect but they just look like six plain identical harmonicas do you ever pick up the wrong one in the wrong key well I have before but I try to line them all out in the proper way at this uh, at this point in time and so if I do pick up the wrong one, I'll just set it down and have to find the right one. Sometimes they will get out of order, and then that makes it a little more difficult on stage. Well, I can't imagine Neil getting things out of order on stage. No, Surely no. that wouldn't happen. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. Okay, well, tell us, who are the famous harmonica players? Oh, there's a few of them. We got uh, Muddy Waters, uh, Little Walter, um, Willie Nelson's harmonica player, Mickey Raphael. Um, those are a few that I can just come off the top of my head. I mean, all sorts of great singer-songwriters or harmonica players, I, I believe. And I mean, there's all there's a lot you just don't hear about. You don't hear that harmonica until you start playing it as much. And then, okay. And you start hearing it a lot more. Probably with any instrument, you start paying a little more attention. Did you have anyone in particular that got your attention that you wanted to emulate or was an idol that uh, played I, harmonica? I just listened to a lot of Willie Nelson and Nicky Raphael there for my early years and really did that. And then just playing with other harmonica players, going down Terlingua and doing those open mic nights and seeing and sitting on the porch on Saturdays and just playing with other folks that you get to learn all different styles that way. Well... Do the harmonica players really get involved in the writing of music, or do they sit back here and then add to it and come in and harm, harmonize with what's going on in the music? It depends on the writer of the music. If he's a if he's a really blues harmonica player, he can do the lyrics and do the blues. There, you hear that a lot in those old blues, 30s, 40s, 50s blues players. You can hear that a lot where it's just them and the harmonica player. And then... Um, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes not it just depends on the people. Okay. Now, uh, people are familiar with you and the venues right around here at the local. Tell us uh, about some of the road trips you've taken and, uh, where all else have y'all gone far out? I know wherever they'll pay, I understand that, but, uh, where's that been happening? Uh, we've gone all the way to New Braunfels, San Antonio, 
Austin area for weddings, actual gigs, playing for people opening up, having our own venue. Uh, we just got back from Austin and playing at, um, uh, where did we play? Uh, an old One of the oldest, Stolz's Beer Garden in Austin okay. for the Texas Music uh, Magazine party with Stuart Ramser. He okay. brought us in, and so... I don't think we got paid on that one, but we got our name out there. Got, so. got your name and out there. A, we had a fence job due for a guy producing our record, so we got that knocked out, too. Okay. Well, uh old artist in San Angelo told me 40 years ago, if you're in any kind of art, and this is certainly art, you've got to market yourself shamelessly. So if you get your name out there, that's, that's the key to it. All righty. Well, uh, let's see who else is. Paying the bills today. That's important, they tell me. I believe so. Need to add some Texas look to your home? Have that friend you need to send something that looks and says Texas? Well, that's why they call it Texas Ranch House, too. Be it beds or leather couches and accessories, Don can fix you up. The art gallery upstairs can help with that western look, too. Ladies, you need to shop their wonderful Texas-made lotion, soaps, and jewelry. Corner of 5th and Holland, 432-837-4005, Texas Ranch House 2. Being in a cooperative means having someone at your side, sharing the struggle and the rewards. As the most experienced agricultural lender in Texas, Capital Farm Credit returns most of our profits back to our borrowers. More than a half billion dollars over the last 10 years. Whether you're a farmer, rancher, or rural landowner, we're all in this together. Together, we're better. Find out why at CapitalFarmCredit.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS 493828. The 1913 historic Port Davis Drugstore and Hotel features an old-fashioned soda fountain, gift shop, country store, art gallery, and six different Western-themed hotel rooms. Longtime owners Bill and Nancy Davis open 7.30 to 7.30, Sunday through Friday for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Old family recipe pancakes can be topped by homemade syrup. Fresh pies can be topped by bluebell. And the country store features organic pickled relish, preserves, and honey. Take home a memory from the gift shop along with their world-famous handmade fudge. Port Davis Drugstore and Hotel. Well, right off, you folks will be able to tell that Todd's not playing the harmonica on this, but he has other talents, so he's going to uh, pull a few strings here for us for a little bit. So this is a old song I wrote, and I found it in a sketchbook since we're coming on the radio day I've been practicing. I think I last rewrote it in 2012, so it's been a little while since I've actually pulled it out, but here we go. Yes, you did Said you had to go there while you're still a kid Left me alone here in Texas Yes, you did Everywhere I go, I see you in my head And it might be you 
don't want answers, but I do. Told you once I loved you, and you know it's true. Please, baby, let me right the wrongs I've done to you. Left me for Chicago, yes you did. Said you had to go there while you're still a kid. Miss those days out on the road with you. Miss every day that I can't hold you. Twenty twelve, and you've had that parked that, since then. I probably wrote that in two thousand nine. So. Two thousand nine, and didn't didn't get to put in music until two thousand twelve. Well, maybe we need to have you write a few more songs. It sounds like it would fit in our country genre for sure. Oh, well, thank and, you. Well, when you're not playing music, uh, what can they find you doing around here? Well, usually I'm holed up in my. Uh, broken anvil blacksmithing shop or or doing some welding for folks around here i do custom iron work and all sorts of fabrication i try to do it all hammer and anvil if if i have the right customers but we can use welders and all that other stuff too if we need to okay well you, you talked about a blacksmith shop do people stick a horse's hoof up in front of you ever uh, I've had a few people try to say other things, but no, I, I do, I do mainly just or, ornamental iron work. I'm doing more right. hardware and fences, gates, railings, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I've seen some toilet paper holders that you've done with, uh, uh, railroad spikes. Yes, sir. I've done that for some And people. horseshoes and yeah. things like that. You bet. And at, uh, many of the art, uh, festivals and things going on, uh, Folks, keep your eye out. You can run across Todd uh, at various venues from time to time with this wonderful uh, blacksmith work that he does. Uh, any recording studio experiences that you can tell us about? Um, yes, sir. We've, we've gone a few places and done some recording. We actually just got back from Austin about a month and a half ago, two months, and went down and got our first official hog wallop album recorded and so that's why we had to go down there and build the fence for our guy producing <laughs> it so we could actually get it paid for you bet well uh we've had several stories of the different musicians what it took to get that recording done and what what studio did you work in uh our buddy's house out of austin i don't know, even know exactly what it's called it's the same studio that neil recorded his first album so okay same guys you but. bet there are a lot of no-name studios in this neck of the woods, for mm -hmm. sure. That's for sure. And uh, uh, a lot of guys work real hard and put together their own studio, and that's probably what happened there uh, in some instance. Uh, Viva Big Bend. What have your experiences been with Viva Big Bend? Tell us about Viva Big Bend. It's oh. coming up in July. Oh, Viva Big Bend's been a blessing and a curse to us. It's it's been awesome. We've gotten to be on the main stage on the big nights, and we get to be the closing band every every uh, every year. Stuart Ramser gives us the good honor to close out the whole festival. So we'll be at the Blues at the end of the night on Sunday night every year. Every year. Now, there are other festivals across the state. Can you tell me about different festival experiences you've had? 
Uh, we've gone to some of our friends that have put on their own festivals. Uh, we had a Grego Fest over in Lockhart, and we did some recordings back there. That was probably 2011, 12. And, but not too much festivals for us. We just mainly stay in the honky-tonks and, and in the wedding parties, so. Uh, Terlingua and Presidio, they, they take a shot at festivals from time to time. What has that experience been for you? Oh, those have been great. We played the last couple ones for uh, Charlie Angels Festival that he puts on every year, I believe in October, and we weren't able to make it to the last one, but. Yeah, they're all great experiences. I mean, getting to go out in the desert and hang out with all your friends and hear good music and see the sunset and have a nice cold beverage is always nice. Well, Look at the a little rain. adult beverage is involved in some right. of those. Needs some of those. to be. Yeah, right. you bet. Uh, I would think Day of the Dead would certainly have uh, something like that. That's in Presidio. Is that in October too? Or is Day that... of the Dead, I believe, is in uh, May. But May I could be wrong. Okay. It could be wrong. I can't imagine that. Goodness. Do you have a favorite venue? Um, I like them all, no. I, and, and some of these venues change. It may have been a favorite at one time and maybe not again. That's right. I mean, everything changes. That's the nice thing about life. You bet. Well, and we've had people talk about what a green room was and who has green rooms and what are good ones and what are bad ones. Um. A green room is just a room set up for the musicians to get ready for before their their show. So they'll sometimes have adult beverages or regular beverages or whatever you like back there, depending on the bands. And I mean, it's usually just a a nice place to sit and relax. If you got a real big venue and a bunch of people who know you and you're just trying to get prepared for the show, you can just sit back there and have a little quiet time before all the craziness happens and just get your mind right and all that so and, and one room for the women to dress in another room for the men to dress in that sometimes sometimes <laughs> <laughs> oh when you go out and travel uh are there very many venues that put you up for the night no not very many these days so we've got to have short trips yeah. short trips or have some a little better planning Okay. going on these days all right do you have anything coming up that you want to promote any specific events not, not that I can remember right now. Okay. Well, uh, you did some recording in Austin. Uh, when can we find this Doodle and Hogwallops CD on oh, the marketplace? This, this Phantom album. We just got some music to listen back to for the next week or two. So probably in the next two months we'll have some hard copies or something on the actual Internet that you can download. Okay. Download or they're going to be hard copies that they can purchase anywhere I think around so. here. We hadn't gotten eventually. We yeah. just we just got got it recorded yet. So we, eat that elephant one bite at a time. That's right. All righty. Well, uh, we'll have to get you back and get you with some of those other fellows. Uh, we 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 have crowded four people in here before. Oh yeah. And uh, we'll get Robert one of those boxes he can beat on. Uh, for a drum, uh, I think one of those cajones. Cajones, yes, you bet, you bet. Well, folks, uh, you need to go to Facebook. dot com slash Alpine Radio. Please go and tell folks you like us. Uh, you can email me if you've got musicians or folks that you would like to have on this show. Please go to www.bigbenradio.com. And uh, 
listen to these shows too. You can stream us live on Saturday uh, at 10 in the morning, on Friday evening at 8, or you can stream us on Thursday afternoon at 4.05. But email jr at bigbenradio.com and give me name and contact information on anyone you think needs to be on this show for us. And please tell everybody to tune in to Jammin' and Join with JR. And please tell these sponsors that you have enjoyed the show, if in fact you've enjoyed it. And my gosh, how could you not enjoy the musicians in the Big Bend area? This is the capital of music in West Texas. KALP 92.7 FM.